I've failed so many times along the way and I share my failures too. It's, there's no shame in it and I've learned so much from, I failed out of undergrad school, had to go back and finish that. And it, I actually framed my 0.0 GPA and put it on my wall <laughs> in my house, right next to my 4.0 GPA from my master's degree. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Lively Charleston podcast. Our goal with this show is to interact and tell the stories of the amazing people, places, and businesses that make Charleston the best city in the world. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And check us out on Instagram and Facebook where we post content regularly throughout the week. All right, Miss Renee Gruy, we are very excited to have you as a guest on our podcast. Thanks so much for coming to hang out with us today. Thank you for having me. And we have our lovely co-host, Miss Marissa, making her podcast debut. I am. It's very exciting. <laughs> are you nervous? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Uh, let's get into it. Miss Miss Renee, we have a lot to talk about. You are the founder of Thrice Exceptional, yes, which we're going to get into and we're going to learn all about this and... Uh, how it came to be and what your mission is for this. Uh, but first, let's take it back and talk about you a little bit. You landed in Charleston about nine years ago. That's correct. And uh, so what brought you here to Charleston originally? Love, obviously. Okay. I met my husband and he lived in Charleston. We met in the guard unit that we were both in. And he was living here and I was living at that time. I was living in the Greenville area. So just naturally, I was like, Charleston, Greenville, I'm going to come to Charleston. Yeah. So I've been here ever since. Really? Mm -hmm. Got it. And, okay. And so you, were you guys already married at the time when you moved here? No. Oh, okay. All right. So you, he was just kind of a boy you were interested in and, you know, it was, it <laughs> was man, turning into a some, man, a man, a yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it was turning into something. Correct. Nice. All right. Very good. And so you moved to Charleston, but you were still in the Air Force at the time? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, and so you, when you were in the Air Force, you had, what were you doing in there? So I joined in 2010 and I went in as a 3DOX2, which is cyber systems operations, IT. And at the time he was radar. So we worked at a communications squadron together and I've been in IT ever since. Really? Yep. So the old IT meets the radar <laughs> Guy, that, classic, classic love story that you hear about <laughs> right. all the time. Yeah, right. um, uh, my my brother's probably listening to this. He's like, yeah, I love this. He's a, he's a cybersecurity guy himself. Nice. Um, 100%. <laughs> so you've been doing that. Um, you did that for over a decade, kind of yeah. in the IT world. Yes, it's been about thirteen years. Okay, okay, um, and you're still in that world. I am. Just not in the Air Force. I'm working for the Air Force, okay. but now I'm a civilian contractor. Gotcha. Okay. The nice life. And so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice little, and cushy. A little more freedom there. Yep. Um, and so, and you, you got your, you went to school for this also. I did. Yeah. I, so my bachelor's degree is in hospitality management, which is very random. And I went back and got my master's in cybersecurity management. Gotcha. My company paid for that, so it was kind of a no-brainer. They're like, hey. You want this degree for free? And I said, of course. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and so the whole, the IT world, that's a very, especially in cybersecurity, I feel like mm -hmm. is, that's a very uh, data-driven, very logical, very um, kind of ABC, yeah. connect the dots yes. sort of thing. Yep. That's my, the left side of my brain is, you know, the IT brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gotcha. Okay. Is that how you, um, do you feel... Do you feel you, you have a, a, the ability to look at problems and solve problems and like and connect those dots? And that's yes. where is that what makes you successful over there? Um, I think that's one of the things that make me successful for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you might be able to pull that a little bit closer to you. Sometimes it, uh, yeah, there you okay. go. Yeah. Almost, Sorry, uncom- almost uncomfortably <laughs> close, right? Um, okay, so 13 years in IT, um, and you recently started a company that might be very close to as far opposite from IT and cybersecurity as you could possibly come up with. Yes. Uh, and this is your company, Thrice Exceptional. Correct. And yep. so how did that come about to where... We're over here on the logical side of things, and then you create this company. So how did that come about, and then, and then what's the um, what was your objective here? Okay, well, first of all, I'm the type of person that always has to be busy in some form. And so if I put my mind to something, usually I kind of go down a rabbit hole of research, and things just happen from there. But I've always been interested in art. I was a ballet dancer for 23 years, so, you know, Art was always a huge part of my life. I was a musical theater kid, even though I couldn't sing, that was okay. I was, I still took part. Um, and I've always just appreciated fine arts, visual art. Um, I did some sketching when I was a kid and then nothing for so many years. Um, and then I, I think it was during COVID, honestly, I finished my master's degree and then I was like, well, now what do I do with my time? So I started drawing and painting again and at that, my children saw me doing that, and I noticed that they were actually taking an interest in it. So I would sit there for hours and be drawing or painting, and mostly my son would be sitting right next to me doing the same thing the whole time. So I was like, well, this is pretty cool, and I think that I could probably make something from this. Well, so then my son had a project at school where he had to show his voice in any way that he could think of. And so I was like, well, that's, you know, like a very broad topic, show your voice. And he's five. So when I saw what his project was, I was absolutely floored because he drew four, four children. He's in kindergarten, keep in mind. Four children, different races, holding hands. And that's what his voice was. And I was like, this is like, I can't even make this up. This is perfect. So I just, I knew something had to come from that. And I came up with, you can sit with us, which is our company's slogan. And that all came from my son's drawing. So from there, I started putting his artwork and my other kids' artwork on t-shirts, cups, mugs, and selling them. And it was, you know, at first, mostly family purchasing. Right, right, of course. (laughs) But it kind of went from there. And now we've grown and I work with small businesses. I do merchandise for small businesses. Obviously, my children don't design a lot of that product, but we do a lot of merchandise and artwork is a huge part of the company. That is so neat. So you had, so you had this artistic background or you've had this artistic background. Um, you say, so you were a dancer, you're a ballerina dancer, love yeah. to draw, mm-hmm. love to do that. Not much of a singer. I cannot sing. <laughs> you know who's a great singer? You know who can sing really well? Marissa. Yeah. Yeah, she, she used to sing a lot So my when family we says. Oh. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. You, I've witnessed it. Of course. <laughs> can you give us a little something? No. Oh, 100% little, not. No. Right here on the spot? Nope, not at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Maybe next time. Okay. Well. Um Okay, but we cover all the other bases. So you love to draw and you, you love to, so visually, you like to create things. Yeah, I'm very uh, visual, for sure. And your son is seeing you, he's emulating you, yeah. 
and this company is born from this, from this experience. Yes, and right around the same time that all this was happening, I was diagnosed with ADHD, and let me tell you, I knew I had it my whole life. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that something about me was different (laughs) than my peers, so when I got my diagnosis, everything started making sense, and I was like, oh, well, this is why, you know, I jump from thing to thing, and this is why I had trouble at school after I hit puberty and just everything started making sense. But then I started seeing a lot of those qualities in my kids. So I was, you know, like, well, let's take you to the psychiatrist and (laughs) see what they say. So they were both diagnosed, my, my two biological children, my stepdaughter, she, she has not been diagnosed. So, yeah. And so that's kind of the, the name thrice exceptional is kind of a play on words. Twice exceptional is a person that has a disability but is also gifted in another area. So my children were both IQ tested along with their diagnosis and they were both found to be gifted in different areas um, intellectually, but they also have their disability. So they're considered twice exceptional. Well, since there's three of us, me, I don't think that I'm gifted, but I don't know. I've never been tested. There's three of us. I was like, well, Thrice and, you know, Schitt's Creek, one of my favorite shows, David always says thrice. So I was like, thrice exceptional is the name of the company. And love it. That's what it is. Love it. That's it. It had to be. It had, it had to, be. to be. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, um, so, so your company was born out of kind of a, a creative, I guess, something that you kind of stumbled into uh, during COVID. Yeah. And then also, but you have a, a direct tie in with, um, you talk, uh, you said specifically, I have a note here that you want to bring awareness to folks that are neurodivergent. Yes. Right. They, yes. They say that right. And it's, okay. it goes beyond that. Um, I want to bring awareness for neurodivergent people because we're the creatives of the world for the most part. If there's an actor, um, even people in the medical field that are, you know, they react quickly when there's an emergency, their brains just kind of go to that focus and that calm. A lot of those people are neuro, neurodivergent in some form, ADHD. What, what does that mean, neurodivergent? So neurodiverse, so neurotypical would be my husband, Ben. I call him Neurotypical Ben. That's his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, you know, very logical. Um, school was designed for neurotypical Ben, okay? So you go to a classroom and you sit down and you're learning and you're expected to be quiet and remember all the things, do your homework on time, that's a neurotypical kid. A neurodivergent kid would be a kid with ADHD, autism, anything like that where they're considered to have some sort of um, disability. And ADHD is actually, um, it's a prefrontal cortex issue. So it's biology, and you can't help it. And it also... um, It's shown differently in girls versus boys. So a lot of times girls are not diagnosed, which was what happened to me. Um, But that's, thankfully, that's beginning to change because there's a lot more research for females. Um, But I, you know, I lost my train of thought because ADHD. So what was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're going to have some fun here. We can go down any rabbit holes. So you were talking about what neurodivergent. Right. Okay. What what that means. Right, Right. Okay. So, and. So the cool thing is people that are neurodivergent tend to be very creative and artistic in some manner. And I was like, well, 
I didn't know that before I was diagnosed. So I bet you a lot of people don't know that. And you also kind of have your this image in your mind of a boy with ADHD throwing things across the classroom. Right. Being a brat. Like, that's Definitely. what I always thought of ADHD. And, well, I found out that my mom has ADHD. Like, she's the calmest, most logical. She's an engineer. Wow. Like, she, you would never look at her and think that woman has ADHD. Yeah. That's just not what we've learned over the years. So I've, I've really tried to make it my mission to try to change that and break the stigma. And part of the, the reason um, is because I want all kids to feel like they're normal. Yeah. And kindness and acceptance is a huge thing that we try to promote. It's, um, it's really interesting you say that. I remember growing up as a kid when I was little. I don't remember what age, but like, you know, 8, 10, 12, mm-hmm. whatever, kind of in that window. And particularly with boys. But whenever there was a boy who was basically just a brat mm-hmm. is what it was, it would, you know, my parents or, or like, you know, all the parents would say, oh, you know, he has ADHD. Yeah. Right. And just kind of Almost like. Almost like it's, yeah, like it's a bad thing. Right. Definitely. Just when maybe, maybe he's just a brat or maybe he's just not like being parented you know, well or honestly, something. Honestly, right. there's usually something underlying that, and a lot of times the parents miss it. Sure. Yeah. So I just wish that there was more, in general, I wish there was more education as far as mental health goes. Um, but I think that we're getting there. Yeah. And it, honestly, it takes people talking more about their own personal experiences, which is why I'm an open book. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, I share everything. And it used to be like, well, why, am, why are you doing that? Like, I'd have people say, why do you share everything? And I was like, why not? Yeah. Like, I want people to see, like, this is a normal life. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's, it's your journey. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and so, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I was just going to say, and I've failed so many times along the way, and I share my failures, too. It's, there's no shame in it, and I've learned so much from, I failed out of undergrad school, had to go back and finish that, and it, I actually framed my 0.0 GPA and put it on my wall <laughs> in my house, right next to my 4.0 GPA from my master's degree, just so my kids can be like, "Amazing, mom failed, like she got a 0.0, and it's funny, people come over to the house, and they look at the stuff on our walls, and they're like, this is hilarious. <laughs> did you actually have a 0.0? I did. Wow. But, okay, so, so how did you, in undergrad versus in your master's, mm-hmm. how did you, what clicked for you? I learned the tools the that I needed from the military. I got into an environment where it was very structured. And for somebody with ADHD, that is, <laughs> we may not like structure, but let me tell you what, it is the best thing for us. And yes, and having that structure and honestly being terrified to mess up, it did wonders for me. And I feel like I just, I finally started to see myself in a positive light. I was given leadership positions. I won awards and I was like, I'm, well, I'm so I'm actually not a mess up. Right. So I think that's what changed everything. Yeah. And then once you start to believe yourself, then you it kind of becomes self-fulfilling. Right. And then you had I had tools that I didn't have before and also just maturity. Yeah. I feel right. like I matured more and I mean it's my job, it's my livelihood and I I want to provide for my kids, so I'm going to do what I need to do. And so so you and you said two of your children have been diagnosed. Yes. Got you. Um I think it's really interesting. One of the things you said um off camera 
was um, you refer to ADHD as a superpower, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting when you when you frame it that way because one thing I've picked up in the business world is that some of the most badass entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and business people uh, are yes or have ADHD, ADHD, and autism. They, a lot of times they coexist. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people. And they're really like when it when directed properly and really focused on something yes um i mean it is a superpower yeah also when they're just given the freedom to be creatives right so if they're running the company they get to run the company however they want yeah right yeah and that it's interesting because in school you're expected to follow Mm -hmm. you know to fit into this mold to kind of just follow directions and do things the way that right you you know the way that it's given to you. Yes. And when you don't have that typical brain, it's, it's hard. hard. It's, it's almost impossible. Exactly. And There's, at a certain point, for boys, it's you see it a lot earlier. Right. You can see it a lot earlier in boys in school, especially. Right. Just the inability to sit still. Um, girls, the hyperactivity portion of ADHD is mostly in their heads. Mm. Or, uh, like, right now I'm sitting here twitching my feet. Like there's, you know, something is always moving and it's not always physical. Sometimes it's just in my head, but there's something always moving. And that's just, you're, you're almost set up to fail. Absolutely. But DD2 is doing really great things, really progressive things um, as far as um, experimenting with different learning models. And I had the pleasure of talking to, um, Dr. Jem Massey, I believe is her name, and she's over the Gifted and Talented Education, and they're experimenting with different ways to teach those children that are, that are not neurotypical. And one of the things that they're doing is more of a conversation-based learning and like scenario-based instead of memorize this and then take this test and then try to take this test without hearing everyone coughing and moving around. Because like, that's what you're focusing on right? when you have something like ADHD. You're not focusing on what you're testing. Right. And that's where the behavior problems exactly. come into play. Yeah. That's where, you know, the teacher's calling home and sending notes that your child is misbehaving and not mm-hmm. paying attention and not staying in their seat. I, I say this speaking from experience because I'm the parent that gets the notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my son hasn't been diagnosed, but it's pretty evident to both me and my husband, yeah. that he, he likely has ADHD. And how old is your son again? He's eight. He was actually tested at five, um, and he also intellectually tested above his age range. Mm-hmm. Um, but there weren't enough red flags um, consistently oh, I would, to diagnose I would him at that time. definitely urge you to get right. him retested and go to a specialist, and yeah. an ADHD specialist. For sure. We did, and she had said to us, you could come back in a year, mm-hmm. and this will be completely different. But right now, it's just not consistent enough in his results to, to diagnose him. Yeah. Well, so. when it becomes a problem, it really becomes a problem. So it'll be pretty evident. Right. <laughs> what do y'all, let me, let me dive into that a little bit. When you say it becomes a problem, what does that mean? Well, for boys, it's usually behavioral. Mm-hmm. Um, they're much more physical. So they're high, hey, my son is a perfect example. He is so impulsive. We'll just, we'll be in, I don't even know, a doctor's office. And he'll just 
blurt something out, just random. Um, his whole body has to move when he's talking, and he's, you know. But then there's other times where he's completely hyper-focused on his Roblox game, and he'll do that for hours, and you'll be talking yeah. to him, and he doesn't hear you. And it's it's just like one extreme to another. 100%. And, but when I mean, um, what I really mean is when it becomes a problem is when they're not able to succeed in school. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting because, um, and that's what I was kind of referring to earlier, is, is it's um, the, there, there's a, it's almost like if you, if you put, um, if, you, if you put, if you put someone in the wrong environment, they're, they're going to struggle with it regardless, right. Right? right? If you put, I mean, you put, put me in a monastery and I'm not going to last, you know, 30 minutes, right, <laughs> um, before, I, before I go insane. So, like, um, with this, it's like there's, it's, it seems like anytime a kid is, just does anything or has a lot of energy, they have ADHD. That's, that's right. the auto like go-to yeah. kind of, you know, At least it used to be when right? we were kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. even when you did see it in females, it was the ones that, it, it was presented in a similar way as yeah, boys. it was much more extreme. Right, yeah. you never yeah. saw girls being diagnosed with ADHD that yeah. weren't well, off also, the walls. And girls are also taught from a very young age that we have to behave differently. So it's a lot more, you know, you need to be seen as the the good kid that's sitting still, listening, not right. talking, not interrupting. And that's, you know, with having to grow up like that, plus with the hyperactivity mostly being in your head, it's kind of like you're set up to not, to be missed. It's you're hidden. not right. Exactly, it's yeah. hidden. And it, it puberty is usually when just can't hide it anymore and it will it will come out in the form of for me at least failing grades and rebellion yeah some kids rebel and yeah it's but like I said it's changing and there's more research now and conversations like this do wonders and really the parents have to be the advocates for the kids and honestly even people like you just sharing your story right I mean I remember when you put out that post on Facebook mm-hmm. talking about how you had finally gotten a diagnosis yeah. in your 30s um, and just kind of all the things that went missed for so long right. and the, you know, the personality traits. And I remember looking at it thinking, wow. Yep. I, I, I remember you pulling me aside at the bus stop like, hey, I, have, I do a lot of this stuff too. <laughs> I know. And I just remember thinking I didn't realize that ADHD could present that way because that's not what we've seen for so long. Yeah, and a lot of times we're misdiagnosed with anxiety and depression. But anxiety and depression go hand in hand with ADHD because obviously you're going to be stressed and depressed. If If your mind is going constantly. And if you're constantly being told you're bad or you're stupid or you're you're not doing it the right way your whole life, that obviously is going to come out in anxiety and depression. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you created Thrice Exceptional to bring awareness to this conversation that we're having yes, exactly. right here. Yep. And you actually brought in some of the artwork that you have been working on here. Let's, yes. let's put some of this on display right here. And you brought us a very lovely gift. Look how cool this is. <laughs> this is a nice little lively Charleston framed. What do you call these? So I, I call it glass art. Um, I have a little branch off company that's specifically for me to make and sell my artwork and it's Charleston Glass Art by Thrice Exceptional. 
So the pelican is something that I hand painted, and right. I just kind of I drew it in a stained glass effect. So we can see here on this camera oh, here sorry. while you're talking. <laughs> All right. So I hand painted that pelican, and then I digitize my painting. So that's a fancy way of saying I take a picture of my painting, and then I print it with my sublimation printer and actually heat press it onto vinyl onto glass. So, yeah, and then there's all kinds of tricks that I do. Like for this one, um, I wanted to give it kind of like a textured glass look. So I paint it in different ways. Yeah, yeah, I can see that through there. Yeah. It's got that textured look. And there's different, you know, I have all kinds of different stained glass paints, so I can make stuff look pretty cool. But the photographs are some of my favorite because I've actually started taking um, family photographs and putting them on glass like that. And I do big images too. Like I, in our home, we have big glass images and it's, it keeps me busy and it's a whole lot of fun and people seem to really like it. That's so neat. Well, thank you so much for bringing that for, You're for welcome. this gift. And you also made us, we have a tumbler here. Where's, where'd our, sure, where'd our tumbler go? go? Is it, oh, here we go. <laughs> Look at this thing. So we have a, a lively Charleston tumbler that you brought us also as mm -hmm. the, the coolest gift ever. Marissa called mm -hmm. dibs on it before. I did. Before sorry, even sorry. hit the table here. <laughs> uh, but this is so neat. And it's, it's, um, you said it's sublimated, which is like. Yeah. It's um, sublimated. So sublimation is basically, um, when you print out the sublimation ink, it's not a true liquid. Um, it's almost like uh, in between a liquid and a gas state. And when you heat up that ink and put it on um, a substrate, substrate, it will actually, the gas will go from the paper to whatever the material is, and then it's transferred permanently. Wow. It's pretty cool. It's very science. That's so that neat. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, in, it's involved, but it's, once you get it, it's pretty cool. You should do a time-lapse video of the I actual should. process. That I would should. be really cool to watch. Yeah. I, you know, I always, hindsight is twenty twenty. Of course. I, I forget to take pictures of stuff that I make all the time, and I'll ship it to someone and then be like, oh, but it was so pretty, and I forgot <laughs> to get a picture of it. That happens all the time. But those tumblers are, that's something that's pretty popular with my small business clients. Um, for they have a lot of those tumblers that they use for gifts for their clients and customers and so cool and there's no texture to it it's so neat it's like a yeah. a tattoo a, a tumbler right. tattoo right right here. right and I so, think I, I'm sorry I think I read that um, your way of kind of supporting small businesses is offering these services to them yes, um, at no free. cost yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Have, so I you're have, a small business supporting other small yeah, businesses. especially local. I do have some that are not in Charleston. Like my brother has a cybersecurity business because he's he copies everything. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> he, he went into cybersecurity as well, and he has a, his own cybersecurity business. So he's one of my customers, and he will use me a lot of times for client gifts, and he likes those big Yeti tumblers like the giant ones and right. so I do his logo on it and then I sent one to like Canada last week or something it's he's just he's all over the place very cool but that's yeah. so cool and I do it for free I um I'm really trying to support local and small businesses so I'll design merchandise like those shirts that are behind you I do all of the retail for that ballet studio classical ballet center and um so that's something that I've designed and made for them. And I do it all for free. And the best part is that small business gets a portion of the profit if customers purchase what I make. And so it's all thrown up online. So there's no 
um, unnecessary waste made to order and their customers can literally go to their website that I make for them, buy something, I make it and I send it to their customer and the business owner doesn't have to do anything. Oh, that's great. You it's handle pretty, all the fulfillment. Yes. In the back end. Yep. And that's I don't beautiful. know anyone else doing, not to toot my own horn, I don't know anyone else that does anything like this. And I have some pretty cool clients like DJ Baxter um, of Charleston DJs. She's one of my biggest clients. Yep. And wow. then Classical Ballet Center. I do a ton for them. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's like all different types of businesses and that just makes my ADHD brain so happy. Right. <laughs> I love it. So if somebody wants to, um, we got a couple minutes left here. If somebody wants to go see more of your products or wants to learn more about you or Thrice yeah. Exceptional, where should they go? Um, so I, my website is thriceexceptional.com, but I also use dot networking. I don't know if you've heard of dot. Um, I gave you the link. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, it's one link that you click on and it'll show you all of my socials like Facebook, Instagram, even like it'll pull up my Venmo, my email, like a um, solo.to. Yeah. And it'll pull up thrice exceptional and then it'll pull up Charleston glass art, which is my Etsy shop by thrice exceptional. So you can find all of me on that one link. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Are you on Instagram as well? I am. Yep. Okay. And on TikTok, and I'm like still trying to learn TikTok. I'm almost 40. I'm you like, me both. what do I do? Yeah, like, how do I, I do this? I'm too old to be here. Yeah. But you have to be right. apparently. Have you joined Threads? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> one thing at That's a time. That's the next yeah. I know. Your ADHD <laughs> I need, brain. I seriously need to hire someone to do my social because it's, it's, it's tough. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot to keep mm -hmm. up with. For sure. Awesome. Okay, let's. Uh, we like to wrap with uh, one question for all of our guests. If you could go back in time and have a conversation with uh, young Renee, right? Younger, not as wise as this <laughs> current uh, version of Renee. Um, what advice would you give her? What would you say to her? Um, don't be hard on yourself with your failures. Uh, failures more often lead to good things. And it might not seem like it at the time, but I'm going to tell you that every failure that I've experienced, especially the huge ones, have led me to where I am today. And I wouldn't be here without having those failures. So, yeah, it's failure is a good thing. Yeah, it's great. Amazing. Love it. I love it. Navy SEAL motto, fail forward. <laughs> right. All right. The faster you do it, the faster you get there. I didn't know that, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> I love it. You're, I mean, you're a Navy SEAL, basically. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Awesome, Renee. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming Thank out you. and being a guest. Thank you so much for the gifts. Thank you. Uh, we will drop links uh, below the video and make sure everybody Thanks. knows how to get a hold of you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. It's fun. Thanks. Hey, y'all. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thanks so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like or follow or subscribe. Whatever platform you're on, just hit the button to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Yep. And please help us grow the channel by sharing it with someone else who might enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next time.